a while since we've done this. It has. Yeah. All right. Hey, everybody. We're here. Welcome to the Hustle Podcast, a podcast about mobile product design, digital product design. Um, I'm here with Anthony. Hey, guys. And uh, today we also have Fee joining us. Hey, guys. And we have a special guest today. This is Brandon from Pair Booking. Hello. You can plug your last name in there. I don't know. That's fine. (laughs) Brighton Buck. Brighton Buck. Brighton Buck. That is... Fierce last name. Strong name. Yeah. Yeah. So today we wanted to uh, just sort of do an impromptu episode. We had Brandon in the, in at fun size here in Austin today. And um, I was chatting with Anthony this morning about, dude, let's just get Brandon on here and talk a little bit. Cause right now we're sort of wrapping up uh, like four month engagement that we've done with you guys. And um, fee was sort of a leading point on that. And so we thought maybe we would just uh, get together and talk about how that, that went. Um, also, um, Brandon, if you wouldn't mind, man, um, can you just give like our listeners a quick little overview or elevator pitch or something, however much you want, <laughs> about what pair booking is? Sure, and, and yourself too. Yep. Yeah, um, yeah. So pair booking is a full-on booking agency, um, but it's built into an iOS uh, right now application. Uh, Android, we're working on you. Don't worry. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's an application that any artist, regardless of their size, you know, their demand, uh, regardless of genre, can go and sign up and have the full booking process back them. Um, and so, no longer does you know some you know indie artists need to you know use like their Gmail necessarily to have like a contact and communication with mm-hmm. venues and buyers and different things. Um, you know, we give each of our artists a unique URL to their own offer form. Uh, the buyer fills out that form. They get a push notification with all the information about the show and they can either approve that show, uh, counter it depending on different needs that they might need, um, or just decline it if it falls on like their mom's birthday and they can't make it. So, (laughs) yeah, what's really interesting to me about that is that like that process is like so not automated in any way, shape or form. Like even like, you know, dudes that are like pulling in like, uh, you know, 40 grand for like just the door. Right. Um, it's basically all like, Hey man, uh, could you, could you pay me? Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are, there are legit agencies out there. I mean, don't get me wrong that are, you know, representing mega artists. Um, but it's a very time consuming process and it's, it's very dated. Um, I mean, you know, there are artists that, you know, I'm even working for that, um, are working with that, uh, you know, we still use like word to like go in and like oh, edit wow. a contract, you know what wow. I mean? And save it as a PDF and then email it to them. They have to print it, sign it, scan it again, send it back. It's like, uh, this is 2015, right? So, right. But, right. So obviously that's smoothing out some yes, pain points. In for the- sure. So if you're a musician, artist, man, check out pairbooking.com. Uh, if you got questions, you know, there's contact info on there, you know, feel free to call us, email us anytime. And, and a rather good looking Instagram account. I hear. Man, yeah, we try, <laughs> we try to, to go that on that Instagram. Route. Is it just pair booking or pair booking? Yeah. yeah. Instagram, pair booking, Twitter, pair booking. And, uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it. And myself, uh, I've been in the music industry for the last 15 years, uh, doing different aspects from tour management, management, booking agent, all mainly on the 
business side of thing. Right. I did do a little bit of touring, like playing guitar and piano hey. in my teen years. But hey. And now you're a CEO and product manager. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So taking over the world. And I live in San Diego. San Diego. Uh, it is this close to paradise. Oh. So it's it's a good time. So we should wrap up here and yeah. then all go to San Diego. Let's do it. After this. Let's do it. But I, I like Austin. I like every aspect of Austin. I do too, man, but not but right now. the weather. That's <laughs> not, the only thing. The not weather. right now. Yeah. Anyway, so. Yeah. Um, well, well um, if you don't mind, like, before we get into, like, the the project itself, I, yeah. I just want to talk a little bit about, like, how we met. Yeah. Um, uh, we met from, via Joel Buchman, who runs the Balance Podcast, who's a designer at Google. Correct. Balance and, or die. Yeah. What um And what I remember from that experience was... We met you. We hit it off really well. Yeah. Um, we had a quick introduction call, mm-hmm. and without, uh, it seemed like within a very short period of time, we were we were just working together. And what really amazes me, what really amazed me about that was that you were so passionate about your product concept and its validation, and roping in like your team um, and the stakeholders you would need to pull it off, plus hiring a design agency and a development agency all at the same time. Right. That I can't even <laughs> imagine what that is like yeah well yeah no it was it was a crazy uh couple weeks really um so the i mean the idea for pair came in late january if i remember right because i think we started working at like early february that sounds right yeah um and march march i'm sorry so i'm a month off (laughs) (laughs) i remember it well oh that's right that's right you're right as we are kicking off yeah my my little little baby that's right was born so that was march what day was was, was he was born born on the 11th okay so so we probably started working together the 8th was probably our kickoff of march so the end of uh yeah so the end of january all of february was pretty much so yeah all of february um, you know, I, I wrote up the business plan. We raised the seed round of funding. We found our design team, found our development team, and uh, we started working right away. What's it like having to make those decisions of like, you know, all that, all that budget and thinking about, you know, the, you know, the validation and all the, you know, plans necessary and really, you know, feeling comfortable making those hiring decisions. Like, yeah, what goes to, like, how did you do that? How'd you make that decision? Man, I, I, I think I just, I, uh, trusted my friends so much, you know what I mean? And like, and the fact of like, when I say friends, like speaking of Joel and, and, and Josh, you know, a, a guy involved with pair, um, you know, they, they were buddies for a long time and Joel, you know, came to me, he's like, you know, no questions. You have to go with fun size. And so I just knew like, okay, we're going to use fun size. You know what I'm saying? Like there was, and just obviously I pulled up your guys' website and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. And it's like, Oh, these guys have worked with legit, you know, companies, product companies have passed. Their stuff looks amazing. And, you know, within the first, I would say, 10 minutes of our phone call, like it was easy conversations, you know what I'm saying? And like, you guys knew what you were doing. I was like, well, let's do this. You know what I'm think saying? You guys the, were pumped on it. So yeah, we had the same, you know, we did an, uh, one of our earlier episodes, it's called Choosing the Right Clients. Mm-hmm. And and I think, you know, Fee and I, uh, after talking with you, we knew immediately, like, you know, you can just tell on that first call, like whether you vibe or, you right. know, like exactly. there's good, good feelings. and Yeah. And so, yeah, through that, through that process, I mean, I, I guess I'm, uh, it's good and bad. I'm pretty quick at making decisions. You know what I'm saying? I, I know what I like and I know what I don't like, and yeah, I nice. can, I can pick that out pretty quick. Um, and it's like, okay, that's our design company check. Let's move on. Like you guys go and 
do your thing and do it well. Um, I'm going to be here and we're going to supply as much information as we possibly can. So you guys can, you know, design the best product possible. Um, and, uh, I'm going to go on and do my thing while you guys do your thing. And, uh, I think that's, you know, one of, hopefully one of my strong suits that sticks yeah, out. But, that's awesome, yeah. man. Yeah. And that definitely showed throughout the entire project, you know, just the vibes and, and everything that we've been, um, been able to do is just like Brandon, you know, you hold us accountable, but also, you know, you give us the breathing room to kind of let us do what we need to do. Right. Um, right. Yeah. It seemed like the, um, the process of working with you guys went really well. Um, I was kind of watching, uh, from afar as, uh, like Fee and Andre were kind of killing it on, on pair and they were just kind of showing me some stuff as they went along and I thought it looked really great, but I was wondering Fee, if maybe you could tell us a little bit about, you know, how, um, that process went working, uh, with Brandon, like what, what, I know you guys tried a few different things right. um, on this project mm -hmm. uh, that seemed to work really well. I'm sure there was a, maybe a couple challenges as well, but could you talk about just kind of like how you got things started, dialed up, and uh, any unique processes along the way? Yeah, it, I mean, it was kind of organic um, from the get-go to kind of like make sure, you know, we're, we're, we're continuously refining our, our conceptual design phase. So we wanted to use this opportunity to kind of, you know, play with different tools and things like that. So um, how we got started was... Uh, kind of, you know, really in Natalie and, and Andre and, and any designer who was kind of available to kind of pitch a concept, um, kind of rally around and create mood boards um, to kind of, you know, set the, like the emotional design of Pear because it's such a, it was such a new product that we haven't really worked on and uh, we really wanted to play with um, just the overall design aesthetic and uh -huh. make, make sure it felt different from any other, you know, com competitors out there. So, um you know, from, from then we, you know, we, you know, started Pinterest and then, you know, started sharing mood boards and then kind of sharing that back and forth to kind of, you know, pick uh, a, a look and feel that felt appropriate. Right. So uh, from then on, we just, you know, we, we kind of went heads down and started, you know, each each designer kind of um, took inspiration from those boards and then made their own concepts. And um, we, we ended up presenting um, a, like a style tile to to Brandon first to kind of show like the why of the design that we went into and, and so and were you sharing uh that pinterest board the mood board with the client at, at yep. that time or mm -hmm. were you sort of okay yeah so, so it, you, it, got, it, you were seeing like the pinterest board of like hey these are sort of like a like a collection of styles that were sort of like yeah working and towards. i think the great thing is like we we try to supply a lot of of uh assets to the team is like mm -hmm. this is what we like and this yeah. is what we don't like that was yeah. huge yeah and i think this huge. is an interesting point and then i'll let you continue yeah. feed but you know i think there's a feeling sometimes from like being a designer design agency that you know we know what's best right you hire a design agency because <laughs> we know what's best we're going to craft your strategy right. and and guide you through this process and it's going to take nine months mm -hmm. right the difference here is that i think that's changing you know you are the subject matter expert you know, you know the music. You know the music business. You right. know your product concept. You came to the table with a lot of homework, like even wireframes and specs. Like, sure, we helped you narrow that down, but right, right. but but we didn't have like we didn't have to approach it like we're the experts and we're going to tell you it's right. And when it came to design, like you know, we were lucky enough that you kind of had a really good sense of what you needed to do, so we we're able to do it in a really productive way. Yeah. So I mean, I, that's really unique. I think. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that definitely helped. Like you came, you came to the table with taste, right? And that's yeah. something that we we look forward to in, in in any any client. For us, that's that's a dream client to have someone come to the table with. Well, 
I like this ty- kind of typography. I like the way this photo is being treated. Like it, it's it's rare for a client to be like, oh well, I kind of like this, I kind of like that, but to kind of kind of prescribe that right out the gate, and mm-hmm. then like, for us to kind of refine that, like that was a huge um, step forward for us, yeah. um, and and made that process like super streamlined. That conceptual design process that you're talking about, Fee, like really changed some things about the way we approach that on all projects i think, I think you know. yeah yeah and and to um kind of pitch in a thought on that too um i had been having lots of conversations with natalie fee andre you know uh, about how we're kind of putting these things together and um one of one of the sort of like like methods of of doing conceptual design i was hoping to uh get to was doing like this you know i think i, I can't remember if it's uh Brad Frost or someone, another designer made a post about atomic yeah, design. Mm-hmm. And so we were finding that like we were putting uh, concepts together and showing them like right on a phone. Right. Um, but then they're sort of like what the, the client was sort of like, why are we making these choices? Like, why does this work together? How, how does things work? And they're kind of getting hung up on that. But um, the way they did the pair um, conceptual design that I had seen from afar <laughs> was that they actually kind of, you know, showed those atoms, if you will, sort of expanded uh, and then reinforced it with showing yeah. them on screens at the yeah, same right. time. Right, right. Yeah. So like I, I was presented, um, it, it, you know, a PDF that had like concept one and then the kind of the mood board behind that concept. Here are all the colors, here's the icon, the type, and all this kind of stuff, and the treatment, and then here's what it looks like on you know right. three different screens. And I, I got three of those, which yeah. was, <laughs> that, was pretty, that was awesome. Uh, Chances are there was a lot more that were designed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Did, did that, I'm, I'm very curious about this, because we're continually refining this uh-huh. process, but mm-hmm. like, did, did like seeing those things, sort of those design elements, like the typography, the colors, and the iconography sort of exploded out uh, out of the context of a screen before you saw the screens did that help you in any way was it confusing was it like cool but i just show me the screens or no i mean for me for uh it was perfect uh, it, I, I can't speak for everybody every sure. client is going to be sure. a little bit different i understand that but for me to see you know the whole scope of of why this is the the reasoning behind the concept is mm-hmm. great i mean um there's uh for yeah so it comes from like a like the way that interior designers work like mm-hmm. they won't just design your room and say do you like this right. they'll pick out like little swatches of uh-huh. fabric you know and they'll put those together in sort of like one one area where you can sort of visualize the the feeling of it right. they're called like style tiles it's another right. you know, way of putting right. it but it also and helps you kind of figure out what the personality of the mm-hmm. brand and products yeah. going to be you know right. is it you know is it friendly is it authoritative is it you know like how does it make you feel right. like steps toward you know when you're creating a product like this in 3 or 4 months from from scratch i mean mm-hmm. that I, I i hope that that kind of helps yeah know. it did and it it was <laughs> kind of interesting too and i'm sure this was maybe a struggle for you guys, but, um, uh, more than it was for me, but we didn't necessarily have a brand or an identity when we started this project. And uh, it was kind of one of those things that are like, you know, so what kind of feel like, well, we don't really know, you know, we don't really know yet because the, the product itself, I really wanted it to speak for itself Mm -hmm. and for us to design around that. And we got there and it, 
I mean, we, I think we killed it when it came to the, as a brand as a whole. Yeah. Um, I like it. Yeah. So, but, uh, which probably isn't the best process for every, you know, company to start out that way, but I think it worked for us. Yeah. So. I, you know, I think people get hung up a little bit too much sometime on what is the correct way to do this instead of just sort of like diving in and right. making decisions yeah. like the way you guys did. And I right. think that's, you know, going to contribute a yeah, lot yeah. to, to And just kind success. of like a small note, like, I mean, I got, I got three concepts. Um, I felt like that was the right amount. Um, if I would have gotten four or five, I probably would have felt a little too overwhelmed. Would have made it harder for you. Yeah, a lot harder. I mean, I, <laughs> um, you guys don't know this, but when I first saw the three <laughs> concepts, I was on the golf course. <laughs> and uh, I uh, you know, pulled them up on my phone and I stopped playing. I just like, hey guys, I've got to go. <laughs> just because these were so good. And I was so pumped on these. I couldn't oh, focus on playing anymore. Luckily, it was on like the 16th hole at the time. But um, And uh, so I was just, you know, I just like, man, I've, I've got to bow out. Like, I, I don't know how I'm going to make a decision. I knew, I knew within a few minutes of looking at them, which one I was going to go with. Yeah. I knew it was going to be concept three. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to see like if there were other elements in the other two that we could pull from. Um, and uh, I think we, man, gosh, it looks so good. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of it. Oh, so. It's good to hear that. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm curious to hear your comments on a couple of things. We can, tackle these in order or yeah. however you want. But I'm curious um, what it was like um, being exposed to working in an agile fashion mm-hmm. where we're like, you know what? We're going to try really hard to do this in three months, right. but we can't guarantee it. Right. Like how did like versus like, you know, doing a fixed scope and if they're, you know, how did that work out for you? Like, you know, be brutally honest, like what worked, what works, what worked in that, in an agile yeah. process for you? What didn't? Um, I think what worked what worked really well was just the transparency. I think that that's key, you know, and instead of having all these like expectations kind of built up, like as far as like, this is what you're going to get, you know, type idea. It's like, this is what we plan on doing. Um, and we are going to work our ass off to get there. You know what I'm saying? And like, and I think that is awesome. And it's, and at the same time, like it works, I think it worked well because it's both, both ways. You know what I mean? Like you guys are going to work hard. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to try to get you the resources you need. And if, if I don't get you the resources you need, it falls on my shoulders. I mean, so I think it's just a great way of, of, uh, you know, keeping both parties accountable. Cause I could just sit back and be like, you guys have to deliver X, Y, and Z for this. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Just however long it takes, it takes. And, um, but I, I enjoyed the, I think the agile process is the only way to go. Hey, hey. <laughs> so, yeah. But, Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I think that kind of speaks to a little bit of the, the, um, attitude of what we sort of name this this podcast for too is just hustling like it's actually you know some people kind of like view that word in a negative light like oh man you're just like working too hard or whatever but what we like to do is like just constantly be turning stuff out and being like the you know transparent with our right. clients because right. we to be honest we don't want to not be transparent because <laughs> if we're like doing something going in the wrong direction you know, then that's only going to hurt, you know, both, both the client and us as well. Definitely. And I think that was, um, maybe, uh, I don't know if if I, uh, annoyed you guys in any way, but I, I like (laughs) transparency and I like to know where stuff is and I like to kind of see progress and just simple updates, you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, the, you know, the constant Slack communication, you know, is, is great. And the transparency that we had and transparency in our file sharing, you know what I mean? Was, was, 
great for me and it just kind of gave me ease knowing like oh he's working on that you know i can see this file was updated a minute ago you know what i'm saying so i know that they're working on the project right now and it's not just something like well i wonder what they're doing today right, right. <laughs> and fee did you guys use uh pivotal tracker for yeah. this yeah. project yeah. okay yeah that's what we use and dude it was it was great did that yeah. did, and we what, still use yeah. it so you do oh, oh yeah. wow yeah. okay cool yeah that's awesome yeah and that's how we were just keeping track of like what what flows we need to work on or, or like what the progress was on was in on that and what tasks and that we need for, to do. So. For people that are listening and don't know what it is, Pivotal Tracker is like an agile development tool kind of just to keep on track of like stories, like what everyone's working on. You assign right. it point values and blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, but it's, it's like Brandon should never have to ask what we're working on if he has access to that because he can always see like we actually like start it finish it right you know deliver it and all that and it allows yeah. me to go in and make comments and yeah. tasks and i know we're doing a big pitch right now for pivotal yeah, tracker, I so guess hopefully so. they will uh <laughs> i mean pay for that pivotal tracker you want to sponsor right. uh, reach out uh, rick at funsize.co we're we're open to that I mean, it's, a, it's a tool that i used at the last company i was at at a product company and it just really worked well for me and i've i'm really glad we were able to adopt it um, with with the way we work now, oh but. man! And for pair internally, like we've adopted it internally. That's so crazy. That's how we're keeping track of all of our development side of things, and Sweet. we're looking at it for even like a marketing PR side of things. Like, oh, that's so, great! Yeah. yeah, glad yeah, to hear. We a uh, long time ago we had an episode of the podcast called Death to Time Tracking, and it was at this moment where I, where I think we kind of realized that for this client and agency relationship to work, like it was all about a lot of it had to do with the tool. Mm. Because a lot of these um, agile tools, like you know, say uh, Trello, for example, like let you plan things, but there's no understanding of what you're getting, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're paying fund size X amount of money. What am I getting? Like, what is? How do I understand the effort? So yeah, I mean, not to go on, off the rails, but I think mm-hmm. that helps kind of keep both parties on the same page. Well, right. this is what we're paying for. Therefore, this is the effort. Let's do what we can with that effort. Exactly. Yeah, and I think it was great transparency too. Even today, we had a. We were doing a, a stand up slash sprint planning sprint planning meeting yeah. this morning, and um, I, I I pointed out to Fee. I was like, "Man, that you have to bump that up. There's no way that that's only that because I know it's going to take you longer." Oh wow! You know, yeah. and it's like because I because I I'm nice. I, you know I've got his best interests in heart because yeah. I know he's going to in return deliver a great product. Cool. You know what I'm saying? And not be like, "Oh, I've only got two points, so I guess this will work." Be wow, like, no, awesome. I want this to be four. You know what I mean? Because I want it to be the best. That's so, awesome. That's but. that may be the first time a client's ever asked us to <laughs> give a, a higher times. estimate <laughs> on the work. No, it's it's been great. That's I mean, cool. That's you know that's why we've been able to like you know iterate as much as we can on on you know certain things that you know really needed the love you know so. Mm-hmm. Cool. So um, we're actually twenty five minutes in. I want to maybe kind of try and keep it around thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. not too much, but I do want to wanted to know um, after like conceptual design. I know you guys did some interesting stuff uh, with with uh, using Sketch for like the flows yeah. and, mm-hmm. and everything. Can you talk a little bit about that real quick? Oh man, that was that was pretty scary to kind of dive into because you know Pear was the first. Oh, Pear was the first project that we were piloting sketch with you know yeah. like that's good to know after i mean <laughs> well I'm, we had kind of played with it I'm on projects kidding. before but this was like the first one that we ever we'd like, always use it for wire 100 percent yeah yeah, yeah. Right. but yeah. not wire but not interaction design it straight into visual design yeah right and you know with all the exporting features and you know just everything that we knew that you know it could do more efficient than other t- other design tools out there uh-huh. um we we wanted to, to kind of tackle that and 
um, used pair uh, as a guinea pig to, to kind of dive into Sketch. And, you know, with all the artboards and being able to, con- you know, keep track of the, the UI kit within each Sketch file, um, that was huge because, you know, when me and, me and Andre were collaborating on the iOS app, um, it was it was huge being able to you know make symbol create symbols um, for you know f- for buttons and other other things like that to kind of keep keep track of everything. And yeah. Like if we made changes on on one screen, it would apply to all the other screens. You know. So do you do do you find yourself doing that a lot? Like using symbols that were actually updated and just like went throughout the entire like flow. And yeah, it was it was great. I mean, not to get too design nerdy. No, yeah. <laughs> like I, I mean, uh, without getting into details, like I. I realized that Sketch added a huge value to this project because we were moving so fast and mm-hmm. iterating really quickly. So, yeah, um, using that tool and um, yeah, just using that tool was, was a huge. So for the listeners, time. like we we basically designed the core of this 1.0 pair application in about a three month time frame. Yeah, if we had used a different workflow, yeah, what what do you how long do you think that would have taken to do the same amount of work? Man, I mean, what a hundred and some screens is that? Oh, that's a good that's a good detail to throw <laughs> you know, in there. Yeah. With, without the you know this particular, I'm just curious to like from your perspective, like you know if we were, were using you know different tools to do this to do all this work, I'll, it, I'll, it would probably double the time because we also made the web app in Sketch as well. So, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I think overall it just empower you know having a system set up like that where it's like easily to dynamically change a lot of things it sort of empowers the designer to make a change what they know is like better for the overall aesthetic without the like worry uh, about the 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 debt that it incurs like oh man we're going to change this type type setting we're gonna have to go back and update all these screens so and then for those of you that haven't seen it already i mean photoshop now has artboards and you can do similar stuff in photoshop now yeah we should talk about that on a different one about um how like recently i tried to basically make photoshop you know cs15 work in 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 harnessing the same sort of like symbols and Mm -hmm. the power that library yeah yeah libraries um um, but that would be an interesting episode as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry to get too deep into no, the design aspects of things, uh, Brandon. But um, yeah, uh, I just felt like um, you know, as a fly on the wall uh, watching this this um, product go, uh, it seemed to go really smoothly. And like, we have a lot of like ideas. Like, this is the best way to work. Yeah. Um, and it really seems to have clicked mm-hmm. uh, on a lot of points uh, on the project with yeah, you guys. So. Yeah, for sure. I mean. The whole process from from start to finish has been great, um, and uh, you know I will use fun size as long as I possibly can until. <laughs> nice, yeah. So. Cool. Any uh, important up, upcoming like uh, milestones that we should be aware of for uh, Pair? Yeah. So Pair, the application will be on the App Store in August, which we are you know really pumped about and proud of. Um, and so yeah, if you're an artist out there, touring musician. Uh, speaker communicator man go check it out search pair booking on the app store download it um you know there's our websites out there and we've we've got a lot of great things in store for our artists that's what we're most excited about um being an agency that is um has our artists in the you know best interest in mind you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so you know you never know what uh what kind of fun goodie we're gonna send your (laughs) way or surprise so nice yeah uh, yeah, and if anybody wants to see like some of the design work that we've yeah. been doing for Pair, um, we you know Fee and Andre and uh, I think Natalie even yeah. maybe had been uh, dribbling it, so you can check yeah. out our fun size dribble page to to see some of that stuff. Um, 
but yeah, I think we can, you know, just kind of call call this episode wrapped up for now. Is was there anything else that y- either of you guys wanted to to just like mention? Oh, uh, we we're probably um, maybe gonna do like uh, one episode this episode and maybe one other um, for the Hustle Podcast um, to sort of wrap up what we're calling season one uh, of our podcast. And then we're going to kind of uh, retool some things and come back with um, sort of some new formats and, and everything. We're also kind of getting into a new space right now. Uh, we're recording in a new room for the first time. And so we're excited to uh, maybe get this, get it going a little bit more often and a little bit um, in, in some new and exciting ways. So I uh, just wanted to kind of mention that. But thank you, Fee. Thank yep. you. Anthony, thank oh, yeah. you. Hey, there it is. Let's just do it. Let's just get the gram. You want right to? Yeah, get the, this we're just gonna take a picture real quick. Don't I'll, mind us. Yeah, don't mind us. Three. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. What a great cool. way to end. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. Man, for thank you in. guys for for killing it. And uh, man, seriously, anybody, if you need a product development company, don't look anywhere else. Oh. <laughs> Fun oh, size. Oh, <laughs> Thanks, way to man. go. I appreciate you, man. Today's episode is sponsored by Bench.co. Let's face it, bookkeeping is never fun, but it's something you can't escape. Bench is the online bookkeeping service that does your bookkeeping for you. When you sign up to Bench, you're paired with your own dedicated human bookkeeper, and you collaborate with the bookkeeper using the Bench app. It's everything you need to cross bookkeeping off your list forever. If bookkeeping is taking too much of your time and you just want it done, check out www.bench.co. That's bench.co. They've got you covered. Hustle is brought to you by FunSize, a digital product design agency in Austin, Texas that creates delightful, innovative products for mobile, web, and beyond. Visit us on Twitter at FunSize or visit our website at funsize.co.